Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of the Podcast Manager Show. I'm really excited to welcome back Andrea Libros. You guys loved the episode that I did with her, episode 146. So when I found out that she was about to launch a book titled She Thinks Big, I knew that I needed to have her back on so we could talk about what this book was actually about and how it could help us to not only grow our podcast management businesses, but also think big and do big in this beautiful, crazy world of ours. So without further ado, let's go talk to Andrea about moving from the messy middle to the extraordinary. Hey there, I'm Lauren, and you're listening to the Podcast Manager Show, a podcast for podcast managers. Each week, we cover the technical and tactical aspects of running a profitable podcast manager business. With over 90,000 new shows starting each month, podcast managers are in demand. I mean, in demand. And I'm here to help you land your dream clients while reaching your monthly income goals without working like crazy. Are you ready? Let's get to today's episode. Andrea, it is so great to have you back on the podcast. Today, we are talking about your brand new book that is out officially now. I'm so excited that we get to have this conversation on your actual launch day. Number one, how excited are you? I am. It's finally here. It's finally here. It's been over a year in the making. Well, it's probably been more than that. But truly, when I sat down to do it was last summer. Wow. So summer of 2022. So um, here we are. I'm very excited. And I, I'm excited. Like, you know, there's some self-excitement. I'm excited about what's going on. But I'm really excited that all these readers out there are going to have this information in their hot little hands. So that's what I'm most excited about. Yeah. And the book is called She Thinks Big, The Entrepreneurial Woman's Guide to Moving Past the Messy Middle and Into the Extraordinary. And when yes. I read that title, I thought this is such a good topic title book for us podcast managers. So I'm so excited that we that you are back on the podcast so we can talk about this. Can you tell us what made you write the book in the first place? Yeah. So what made me write the book in the first place, first of all, I'm going to be honest. And this was not like, oh, I always want to write a book. It's been on my bucket list. That's not true. <laughs> okay, mm -hmm. That's not true. Um, but really what made me write the book is that number one, my own experiences. And then number two, I've been in my coaching field now in my own working in my own coaching business for five years. So I've had now, it was, it's not just me. Okay. It wasn't just me. It's now I've seen this happen to all these other women. And what made me write the book is I've, I, I felt way back when I was in a different role than I am now that I was in this box. Okay. And I probably couldn't have identified it when I was actually in it. Mm -hmm. But really what was going on is I was in a role where I, I was an entrepreneur in a sense. I kind of worked for a bigger organization, but I was a 1099. I wasn't, I wasn't an employee and I had a lot of what I would put in quotes, great ideas. Okay. So I see this happen with my entrepreneurial clients too. You're like, Ooh, I should do that. Ooh, I should do that. Should I do? And then either something internal or external comes along and kind of quiets down that great idea. Right. And we, we go back to our, what I call small thinking. Like that would be awesome. If we, if I could, um, only focus on producing podcasts for um, 
you know, service-based entrepreneurs, or if I could only focus on creating industry-specific, and I'm going to focus on construction podcasts, that would be awesome. And then all of a sudden, this voice comes in. It's like, yeah, but I mean, you could help all these other people, and maybe you're limiting yourself, and you're leaving money on the table, and la 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 la, right? All that kind of stuff. So there's these. So that's your internal right voice happening, which is usually a lot stronger. But sometimes there's even an external voice, like someone's think, saying to you, "Yeah, but." you know, the X, Y, and Z people would pay way more money, right? Mm, Yeah. So all of that then goes, squishes you right back down into your small thinking. And really growth doesn't happen when we're thinking small. Like growth, which is ultimately probably why you started a business in the first place, okay? (laughs) Yes, you wanted to help people, but you saw this as like an opportunity too to help yourself, to to learn new things, to create income, all these things, right? right? We didn't start this, these businesses to think small. We really started them thinking big, but that big thinking quickly can go away if we allow it to. So that's why I wrote the book and and I've written the book and it's three parts. There's a part, part one is about mindset. Part two is about, okay, let's get out of this. Like, let's have a plan. So part two is about the plan. And part three is like, what happens when that plan actually works? Mm. I call it, okay, so I call it big mindset, big plan, big results. Yeah. Three parts, um, chapters within each. So it's it's a bit of kind of how I coach. It's mindset plus some systems and or systematic thinking, t- like tra- taking that thinking and transitioning it into action. So I really, um, I want readers to recognize that this isn't just like another, um, it's not all, oh, it's so out there. What's the word I'm looking for? Oh my gosh. Idealic maybe? Ide- or- yes, yes. There's there's some real action that you can take from reading this book. And hopefully it will inspire you to take action. And you'll realize that, you know, it does not have to be hard. We make it a lot harder than it has to be. Ooh, yes. Now, what, you know, I, I think we all probably have an, an idea of what thinking big is mm-hmm. for us. But can you define that in your eyes, what thinking big is? Yeah, I think that the best way to kind of define it is to think about what do big thinkers, what, what do they all have in common? Mm. OK, so what are they what are big thinkers all have in common? And I think I could list, I don't know, probably 10 or 12 things that they all have in common. but I think. First of all, they are willing to recognize that, yes, this can be scary, okay, Mm. but they're willing to move past the fear, Mm. okay? So big thinkers are really willing to move past fear, and they're okay with not feeling so great about it in the process, right? So they're kind of like, okay, I know this is going to be really hard. And I'm okay with that. And it sounds like sounds like to me like I'm okay with not being good at it in the beginning because yes. of course I'm not going to be good. Of course you're not going to be good, right? Of course you're not going to be good. But then also like recognizing too that what does not good really look like? Like, is it supposed to look like something specific too? That's another question that sometimes we don't ask enough in a sense. Like we're not, we're just not willing to recognize that it doesn't have to look like one specific thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's that. So maybe if we're coming into the freelance space and maybe we see someone who in our minds is killing it and we think, okay, you know, when I get started, I have to look like that to land clients. It's like, you actually don't. 
no, you actually don't. Like there is no way to look. Mm-hmm. Okay. There is no perfect way to look. Yeah. Which is also something that I don't think we know in the beginning, right? We don't know that there's, that there is no one perfect way to look. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So big thinkers, they're able to really harness their fear is what I call. It, okay. Yeah. So there's staying stuck in that sort of safety mode is not going to be helpful, right? They're, they can harness their fear. They can flip the script. Like they can actually see that they can achieve a different outcome if they harness that fear. They consider all their options. They target what the real problem is. Um, I like to say they embrace ambiguity, that uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And they brings me to my next thing that all big thinkers do. They seek support. They know when to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Big thinkers know when to ask for help. When you're spinning from one option to another and never making a decision, something's got to give. It's time to ask for help. All right. So big thinking, you got to know when to ask for help. You've got to be able to harness your fear. You Number three is you can embrace the messy middle. Mm-hmm. All right. So mm-hmm. even though you still have stress, you don't mind it. You actually mm-hmm. might enjoy it. Ooh. I know. I know. Right. So I do a talking, I talk a lot in the book about what progress stress is versus stuck stress. Oh yeah. So stuck stress feels super heavy. It gets worse as time goes on. You actually never take any action, but progress stress, it's full of curiosity and excitement and commitment. And it's got positive energy. And when you get into that messy middle of your business where nothing quite seems right, and you can't figure out what's gone wrong, at this point, stuck stress takes over, okay? But you have to, big thinkers know that the only way to navigate out of that is to switch into what I call progress stress. And we can mm-hmm. get, we have a whole pod, podcast on that. But here's the fourth thing too that I think big thinkers have in common. They believe in extraordinary commitment. Okay, okay? yeah, tell us about that. Okay, so there's a difference between being interested in having a business or growing a business and being wholeheartedly committed, Mm. okay? So when you're interested, it's really easy to stay in that overwhelm and exhaustion and to be overcommitted in a sense because then you're like, oh, I need to be doing all the things. But extraordinary commitment, on the other hand, is really your ability to commit to achieving results, Mm. okay? Sticking with it as long as it takes. Being smart about what you're committing to, right? Being picky and choosy. And thinking about things as more of like a science experiment. Like, I'm going to try this. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay? So big thinkers really make choices, clear choices that lead them closer to fulfilling their purpose and their emotional needs in a sense. And they're they're very choosy about how they invest their mental their mental space and their time and their money. Yeah. Now, does that mean that they really need to kind of know where they're going? Like, what? How clear of a vision do we need? So, big thinking. Okay, what is it? It involves you accessing that future you, mm-hmm. right? So, what do you want this business to look like in a year? in three years, in five years. Now, I bet if we go a year out, three years out, five years out, if we could like 
you know, get in our little Jetsons, like, (laughs) right. Robot machines. Right. Robot machines. It's not going to look like that. Right. But you've got to have some, like, what are you moving towards? So big thinkers, like what is big thinking? You're moving towards something. Mm -hmm. You're not staying in the present moment. You're always moving towards something. So yeah, you kind of have to have a vision, but you can't get caught up and being like, well, I don't know exactly what I want this to look like yet. So I'm just going to stay here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really feel that because, you know, I think a lot of my thinking it revolves around like my kids. So I think, okay, what is it going to feel like to have, you know, a 11 year old in five years? Like I don't, yeah. I've never had an 11 year old. <laughs> right. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But you see other people have who have 11 year olds and you also could probably imagine it for a little bit. You don't know. So here's the thing. You don't know, but you can imagine it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you've got to rely on that imagination piece and go with that. And so big thinkers give themselves the permission to go with that. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so true. You don't know what it is like to have an 11 year old, like, cause you've never experienced it. Okay. But you have to give yourself permission to be like, well, probably, um, middle or like in middle school at that point. Um, they're involved in way more things than they're involved in when they're five. Yeah. Um, you know, that kind of thinking, right? Yeah. And it's like, I know I'm going to want to be present. Yeah. So there's things that like, I feel now that I'm like, that's still going to apply in five years. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Like, don't you want to be present now? Yeah, right, you do. Totally. Right. So that's not going to change. It's just going to mm-hmm. be a different version. Totally. Right. It's like, I like to say like the dial, we just turn the dial a little bit, right? We just turn it to a different channel. Mm-hmm. All right. It's still like, you're still on FM, but you turn, but you're listening to a different channel now. You haven't gone to AM, you're still on FM. Yeah. So um, for people who actually would listen to the radio. <laughs> right. <laughs> take us back. Yes, take you back. So big thinkers really do have to have a vision. There's a whole chapter in my book about creating a vision and you've, You've got to be willing to do that. There's also something in, there's a toolkit that you can access from the book, Hmm. um, like free downloads. And in those free downloads, there's something called, I call it your permission slip, right? So you've got to give yourself permission to do that. And it's okay. Yeah, that that really brings me to like, you know, the thing that I was thinking of, and I'm just thinking of this topic, like for me and the women that I talk to every day is really that permission and the fear that is around thinking big. And yes, we can, there is some fear of like, I don't know how to do it or, but I think more of that is actually like, am I allowed to think big? And what are the Mm -hmm. uh, consequences? I think we know the positive consequences like of thinking big, but what about like the, the objections that we have around thinking big? So I think our objections kind of fall in one of three camps. Okay. Or I call them parking lots. I described this in the very first chapter. So the three parking lots, I, I kind of, I labeled um, as the park, the, there's a parking lot. Number one is when, you, and I'm going to actually open up chapter one right now. Parking <laughs> lot number one is resigned pain. Okay. And I'll get more into that. Parking lot number two is guilty curiosity. And parking lot number three is frustrated future. Mm. Okay. So resigned pain is more like, oh, well, in this season of life, I just, I can't, I can't go all in on my business. I have 20 other million responsibilities. It's just the way it's going to be. And if I even like 
and I already feel guilty enough <laughs> that I'm um, dedicating 20 hours a week to this business. So, okay, that's just the way it is. Okay, so that's resigned pain. Now, most people, if they're listening to your podcast, have moved past that because they're ambitious, like they want more, mm-hmm. right? They've thought about this. They're like, let's see what Lauren has to say. She can help me. Yeah. So they're in this, what I call guilty curiosity. Okay. So actually listening to podcasts is a great form of, or or way to um, explore your curiosity because you're curious, Mm -hmm. like what other info is out there, right? Like when I listen to podcasts, I'm always listening and thinking like, that was a new idea. Interesting. Okay. So guilty curiosity is a little different though. So like you've got that nudge inside you that keeps nudging. It keeps nudging. It keeps pushing you. You, but you're still, okay. You're wondering if you're capable of doing this. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you are right. You know, you are like most of the time, but then you're like, well, but maybe not. Okay. Like, I don't have, I don't know enough information. I'm not good enough yet in mixing sound, whatever it is. Right. So you, you're questioning also you're, you're questioning your desire and your capability. So your desire even is like, yeah, but there's nothing really wrong right now. I mean, I've got this business. It's, it's going okay. There's no, there's no problems. Nothing's gone wrong. So should I even be wanting more? Hmm, Mm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of, you don't want to, you don't also don't want to feel like ungrateful Mm, for what you do have. Okay. Like you, you once wished and and prayed and just really wanted what you have now. Yes. Now you've got it and you're like, I shouldn't, you know, it's selfish to want more. Yeah. Right. So I tell a story in the book of one of my clients who wanted, wants to, wants to grow our business, wanted to grow our business. Right. And we were thinking about, okay, what would that really look like? And she kept going back to, well, I'd have to put more time into it and more hours into it. And there, there was, was a bit of that, probably not as much as she envisioned, but, but I couldn't even get to that that part of the conversation. She kept saying, yeah, but if I say to my husband, Hey, I need to take this extra Saturday and I want to go to this conference and learn this new skill. He's going to be like, well, really, you want to take time away from your family? You should, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. Right. Or aren't you satisfied enough with what you do have? Mm. right? Because she's always wanted a business where she could work from home and pick her kids up from school. So she's got that. So now you're wanting more. Okay. So there's the parking lot. Number two is the guilty curiosity. Okay. Now the third one is what I call frustrated future. Okay. So this is the person that's, they, they might say to me, I've tried it all. I've tried to have those hard conversations about me going to the conference on Saturday. Um, I've tried to only zoom in and work with service-based entrepreneurs, okay? Um, But nothing seems to work, okay? So you keep telling yourself this story that nothing's working and you just, maybe you just don't have the knowledge and uh, you're you're like really just gonna have to buckle down and um, everything's working great, remember, because nothing's gone wrong. Okay. But you're not, you're not at the place you want to go. So you're frustrated about your future and you're kind of starting to get a little bit angry about it and wondering, should you just, should you throw in the towel? Should you just forget it all? Should you just be happy where you are? Go back to parking lot number one, because you really, you're exhausted. You don't want to expend any more brain power or any more energy. 
Mm-hmm. You've tried to get rid of the hustle mentality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you're, but you're burned out. You're kind of done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel like you've tried enough. Yeah. So big thinking, what are you nuts? Like I'm not doing any more big thinking because it just doesn't get me anywhere. Okay. So that's frustrated future. Yeah. Hey there, I wanted to interrupt this episode with a quick message for you. If you are listening to this show, then you are either wanting to become a podcast manager or currently a podcast manager. And I wanted to invite you to my free masterclass where I show you how to become a profitable podcast manager without working more than 20 hours per week. So in this masterclass, I break down what it would look like for you to be making three to 5K per month working as a podcast manager without working more than 20 hours a week. Not only do I break that down, but I also talk about the three myths that I used to believe that was keeping me away from being a profitable podcast manager and that you might be believing as well. That and I share all the details about my podcast manager program. So if you're interested in learning more learning the three myths that might be keeping you away from becoming a profitable podcast manager, or you just want to see what does it take to be a profitable podcast manager, then grab a seat to my masterclass. I would love to see you there. Just head to laurenwrighton.com forward slash masterclass, and it'll show the next available time. Okay, awesome. That is it. Go sign up for the masterclass. I cannot wait to see you there. Let's get back to the episode. So, yeah, I mean, you've got me all the way on the edge of my seat. What do we do with that? <laughs> I Just wherever you want to start, whatever parking lot start, but where do we go from there? What do we do? Okay, so I think the first, well, there's a whole book about it, first of right. all. But, but we're buying but, the book. But, for right, sure. You can go to shethinksbigthebook.com today, actually, and go buy the books. But what what do we do with it? So first, I think you have to shift Going back to kind of like what are big thinkers do, okay? You've got to shift from just being interested and sort of solving the problem to being committed, all mm-hmm. right? You, you got to do, and you got to say to yourself, I'm willing to work at this for as long as it takes. And also, it's okay if it might take me longer to make this, to create, to make this big thinking a reality. Because I do have two little kids, like, and that's okay. There's no timeline on this. Like who said I had to do it in a year, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're like, well, I'm going to prove to myself that I can do this. Okay, fine. But that's not a reason to not think big, Mm -hmm. okay? Like it's not a reason to not think big because you have all these other responsibilities, all right? But you still do have to move from interested to committed. I'm committed to working at it for as long as it takes, Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's number one. I think the second piece, okay. And probably, um, one of the biggest things that you need to do is to create what I call margin. Mm. Okay. It's only when you understand where you're at currently that you can start to create change. You've got to get a sense a real baseline of where you're at. And I, I have an exercise in the book where I say, take a snapshot. Okay, assess, and I walk you through this, assess these seven facets of life, how you're using your time, your relationships, your finances, your health, what you're doing for fun, 
Okay. What your, what your systems and processes are both at home and in your business. You got to assess all these seven facets to really consider the things that need to happen Mm. in order for you to think big and to make, and to make that big thinking actually come to fruition. Where are you going to create the margin? Like, where do you need to put you, you, there are three or four most valuable resources. Where do you need to put your time, your money, your brain power, and who do you need to be hanging out with? Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Relationships. Where, what do I need to, where do I need to create the margin? A lot of moms, especially that I just don't have any more time. Mm -hmm. Okay. We don't have any more time. Let's assess. Can we create more time? Can we buy time or do we need to stop thinking about something? Like maybe you shouldn't be PTO president. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like maybe you should. My watch doesn't understand that even. I don't know if we can hear that on the podcast, but Siri just said, I'm not sure I understand. Yes, yeah, Siri doesn't understand because for so long you've been telling the story of, yeah, but a good woman or a good mom or a good sister or a good daughter or a good husband or spouse or whatever would be doing X, Y, and Z really? Maybe we need to create some margin there. Yeah. So you've got to create some margin. So a lot of times what I find my clients saying is like, hey, Andrea, one of the things you've helped me with the most is just figuring out where I'm spending my time and money and mm-hmm. brain power and relationships so that I can create this margin so that I can think bigger. And so I can make that big thinking actually come to fruition. Because that's kind of like, you got to have a, a spot, a space to start it. So you have to know where you are in order to figure out where you want to go. And this is really what I call turning your vision into action. So I do something called a vision to action intensive, which is kind of like a, almost like a VIP day. If anyone's ever heard of a VIP day, but yes. where we really sit down and we map this out, like, and I, pro- I push you, what is your vision? You know, you don't not know what's right. your vision we know. and how do we get into action? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said about, you know, being around the right people, I think that really ties in with this, like being curious and, you know, you, you listen to podcasts or you see people that you're like, oh, that's interesting that, you know, they don't have to be a PTO president. Right. Oh, they, you know, they're, they can still like serve their family and maybe hit all the boxes that this person has in their priorities without maybe giving all of their time to other people or, you know, not being, not seeing at the end of the day that, oh, I'm, I'm moving towards the thing that I really want out of life. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, or they don't envision themselves as being someone who would do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's just kind of not me. But maybe it's not you yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I sometimes will say, like, you outgrow the space you're in right now. You're in the process of outgrowing that and moving into a different space, like the next version of you. So big thinkers also are constantly moving into the next version of themselves. Like, we don't think anything our kids are growing, right? Like, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school, like the different versions of your kid as they grow. So what happened to us? Why can't we do that? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like where did that where did we stop growing? 
Yeah, that's so true. Especially like us that are in the freelance space have online businesses. It's like we we love growing. We we came right. here to solve a problem probably that we had in yes. the, the you know the business gr- growing this business is the solution. So yes, we're like we can see how how oh yeah, I'm I'm ready to grow. But at times, you know, we get into that place of frustration or doubting and and yeah, I totally think this makes sense. What are some of the possibilities that open up when we start thinking big? That is in part three. You have moved into oh. part three of the book. You are, Lauren, you are on it, my friend. <laughs> you are on it. Okay, so what opens up? Perfect, great question. What opens up is I think you start to redefine, almost like redefine what freedom is for you, you start to build like new traffic patterns in your brain. Mm. Okay. You're trying, you're, you're like, okay, I thought I'm going to, I'm going to start hiring associate. Um, I'm going to start hiring someone to do all of my, my clients want their social media and they want graphics and they want captions. I've been doing this all myself. Now I'm going to hire it. Up. Okay. So there's like a, that was like a big thinking moment for you. Mm-hmm. You're at the place. So now your brain's got some new traffic patterns, like it can go in different places, right? And there's a whole, like there's all neuroscience about that. But I think if you just, I just picture like some new roads have been built. Mm -hmm. And so when you're, what does that rewiring of your brain have to do with you becoming that next version of an entrepreneur? Well, when you run your own business, okay, you get to create your own freedoms. And when you're free, you can kind of live up to your potential. Okay, so Mm -hmm. what do I mean by like creating freedom? I mean, creating freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom to think about other things and freedom of relationships, kind of going back to what are your most valuable assets, okay? Um, I think your mo- those are your most valuable assets and those are the three things that happen. So as a business owner, you're constantly juggling time constraints, right? And you've fantasized about what if I had more time? Okay, well, now you do, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Because you put that big thinking into action. You've also thought about, oh my gosh, what if I made more money? What would I invest in? Well, now you are, okay? So now you've got to... What are you going to do with that money? You've got freedom to invest in other things, okay? Relationships. Who do you want on your team? Who do you want your clients to be? Maybe like you've thought about only narrowing your your niche of clients. Like, yeah, who do you, like, let's only go with them now, okay? Because you've got more space to market to them because you've outsourced someone to do all the social media, okay? So there's that. Then there's the freedom of, I call like brain power. And this is what happens when you when you think big. It's the ultimate freedom. No one gets to tell you how to think. Like, remember, I don't know, when we started the recording this, I was like, okay, there's small thinking and there's someone telling you like, you can't do that either internally or externally. Not anymore. If you're a big thinker, no one gets to tell you what to think. Not even yeah. that frenemy voice in the back of your head. Okay. I think sometimes you- that starts with like just even questioning it. Like maybe it's just like what's this, like you said, it's like an external voice, but it's an also internal. Like it's what society was telling you as you're growing up or your actual family was telling you of like, you know, women don't work outside the home or like what, you know, whatever it could be that you start questioning it. 
And you say, like, uh-huh. is that actually the case? Is it actually selfish for me to do this? Is it actually, you know, blah, blah, blah. And and then you can move into like, you know what? I've decided that it's not. And you get yep. to own your thinking, like you're saying. Yeah, you get to own your thinking. You get to work when you when you can really embrace this big thinking kind of persona. You get to work in what I call your zone of extraordinary achievement. Mm. Okay, so I created this whole matrix of how do you figure out what your zone of extraordinary achievement is? And that's part of the toolkit. So if you get the book in the back, you can scan a code and you can go to the toolkit. But really, your zone of extraordinary achievement, you've got to ask yourself a series of four questions like, is this moving me or my business forward? Okay, is this something that I and only I can do? Is this something that someone do I have to know how to, sorry, one more, do I have to know how to do this? Like, or not really? And do I have the resources to have someone else do it? And if you can kind of, it's a big matrix. There's lots of, it's, it's actually super helpful because it really walks you through all of these questions. But then you end up with, no, like, I don't have to do this. Yeah. I can th- think about other things or yes, this is how I want to use my brain power. I do want to think about this. And I want to think about it in a way, you know, an X, Y, and Z way, because that's going to serve me this in the long run. So so what do you get when you become a big thinker? You get more freedom mm-hmm. is really what happens. And that's really why we all started these businesses to begin with. We thought it might be a great idea <laughs> yeah. to, you know, be our own bosses, yeah. right? And to help people in the process. So you, sh- you shift your thinking kind of a about what if, what freedom is and you and that's really then going to unlock even more big thinking and unlock greater success. Mhm. That actually makes me think, you know, once you, like you said you've had this moment of big thinking like you've hired out someone to do your editing or or whatever, do you have to kind of return to this to kind of encourage yourself to continue? Do you know what I mean like is it kind yeah. of like a cycle? It is. So that's funny. Okay. So there's a, I call it um, the entrepreneurial spiral and there's a graphic in the book. It's a cycle, just kind of like what you said. So that cycle, okay. We all have this belief like, okay, someone else could do the editing, right? Yeah. I believe that that's true. Okay. Then you decide I'm going to move forward and find the person. Okay. Mm -hmm. You make a decision. Then you take some action. You hire the person. Then you assess hey, is this working out or not? And there's a messy middle in that cycle. Like you're like, oh my God, I'm never gonna find someone or these people are all too expensive or they don't know what they're doing and they're not gonna deliver a level of service. They're gonna be short term. There's a messy middle in there. But then you you do hire someone, they work out well and now you're on to the next spiral or cycle. <laughs> now you're like, hmm, what else could I outsource? Mm-hmm. I never thought about it, but I totally could outsource someone doing all of the invoicing and bookkeeping and proposals. Okay. And then you go through the next cycle. So it's kind of like this upward spiral or upward cycle where there's always a messy middle, but you learn along the way and the messy middle becomes proportionately smaller compared to the growth that that cycle brings. Yes. Love that. So there's a there's there's a whole section in there where I kind of just discuss like how that what that also what that cycle feels like. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I have a I have a client and I like I can specifically remember the conversation where she was like, I thought I already did this. (laughs) I thought I already did the hard part. Yes. Like, when's it going to get easier? 
right? So one of my favorite lines is being an entrepreneur is a really a journey in personal development disguised as an entrepreneurial adventure. So it's all supposed to be fun and games, but it's not. It's not. So true. It, it, it's like you you are your business's glass ceiling. Yeah, you have you totally to develop are. yourself. Yeah, totally which is, are. Which is why I'm assuming you started the book with mindset because I did. You you can't go anywhere that your mindset can't go. Right, right. You can't go anywhere that your mindset can't go. Like you have to be able in order to create it. You got to think it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that. Like it, it, it's really true. In yeah. order to create it, you have to think it. So let's think it. Like why not? Like why not? Here's another awesome question. Why not go hire that person? Mm-hmm. Why, Why not, just not test it out? Yeah. Why not have a conversation about, hey, I want to go to the conference? Why not? Like, what are we, why not even go to the place where like, oh my gosh, an 11 year old. All right, let me think about that. What would that look like? Why not? Mm-hmm. Some people are like, I can't even imagine that. I can all, I'm just trying to get through day one, the first day of school. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, cool. Yes, you are. But you can also go further. Yeah. I am so excited for us to get this book, read it. And then be able to, like you said, take action. And we're big action takers over here. So I know that that's going to happen for us that get the book. But I would love to know if there's one thing that you want someone to take away from either this conversation or the book, what would that be? It's, it sounds like a, you know, you've heard it before, but it has to do with time. Okay. There's never enough time in a sense, and there's never a right time. You have to decide. Okay. So one of the big things that I'm big on is like making decisions. Mm -hmm. Okay. Everything you're doing is just a series of decisions. So no one's going to tell you, oh, you should go do this or you should, that's the perfect time. You have to decide that right now is the perfect time because why not? Mm -hmm. You have to decide and you've got to take some action and invest in yourself to get there. Cause it is, it's, and it's fun. Okay. Yeah. So I want you to also think about how can I make this simple, doable, and fun, right? So takeaways now is the time. Okay. That's really just a decision that you need to make. And you have to keep remember asking yourself, how can I make this simple, doable, and fun? What would make it more fun? Mm, what would make mm-hmm. it more fun? What would make this easier? Yeah. What would make this more doable? So If you go purchase the book today, you're going to be able to get it at a discounted price. But regardless of when you purchase it, if you purchase it in the next two weeks and you put in your order number into the website, you're going to get a um, free ticket to what I'm doing a, I'm calling it a Think Big Insider session, where you just actually kind of put the words right in my mouth. In the insider session, we're going to figure out how to go from just being a reader to an implementer. Like, how do I put this into action? And that's what we're going to discuss in that um, session in October. So buy the book, put your order number in, and you'll get a free ticket to this webinar. Love it. And I would love to see you there. And that website is shethinksbigthebook.com. Yep, shethinksbigthebook.com will take you to purchasing the book and all the other, the toolkit and all the other things that I talked about. Yeah, Uh. We'll make sure, of course, that's in the show notes. But Andrea, this has been so good. I am jazzed up, ready to go and excited to grab that book. And also, I I love an insider session like that. 
Like it yeah. just, it takes the book to another level. Plus like then you're not reading the book by yourself. You know, you read no, it. And you, I know. I and love that's that. part of why I did it. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, okay. So now like, you're like, great. That was a great book. Now what do I do? <laughs> right. Yeah. Now what do I do? So I don't want to leave you hanging. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of like having conversations with your husband about a conference, like, you know, I'll read a book and be like so jazzed up and ready to go. And then, you know, I'll talk to my husband and I've learned like, you know, not necessarily the first person I should talk to. <laughs> not <laughs> like, necessarily. Right. No. It's like mm-hmm. the insider is going to be the place where people are matching your energy. Yes. <laughs> your excitement. Yes. My yes. husband wants it like a little bit like think about it for another day and then and then I'll be excited for you. But like, he wants to like bring it down a little just, bit. Like, just, just like just a, a, little a, notch. a notch. Yeah. Well, I find it too like we, like being entrepreneurs, it's hard to find other people to share in that excitement. And usually it is not your family. They love you. Mm-hmm. They're, they, they support, support you. you. Everybody's like, but they're so support. Great. There's, but they're supportive in their category. Mm-hmm. a family mm-hmm. member. They're not supportive in the entrepreneur category. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, totally. Oh, we it's have just... a whole other podcast about that. <laughs> right, yes. right. And you mentioned that you have a you have a podcast episode about progress stress. So we'll make sure that yes. we link that as well because I think that could be a good um, you know, episode to listen to. So thank you so much, Andrea. This has been so great and so excited to grab your book. Thanks for having me, Lauren. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Come connect with me over on Instagram at Lauren Wrighton or in the Podcast Manager Mastermind Facebook group. And let me know what you liked about this episode. I love, love, love hearing your guys' feedback and what is resonating with you. You can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show over at laurenwrighton.com. Special thanks to my amazing podcast manager, Marcy Page, on producing this episode. All right, that's it. Until next time, I'll be cheering you on.